We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet MGM. Simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento... I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 225. Whoa. My name's Tur- my name's Turner Sparks. I am Michael Kaplan, Miguel Kaplan. 
You can find me at turnersparks.com. Buy my album, Turner Sparks, live from the Friars Club currently, or turn on the radio. It's on Sirius XM Radio. Right turn now, on turn seven. on Sirius. You'll hear me. Literally, whatever time this is for you right now, I'll be on, I guarantee. You know how the Beatles have a channel at Sirius? You've got a channel too. The Turner yeah, channel. Foo Fighters have a channel. Now we're getting a Turner Sparks channel. <laughs> They're running out of channels. You can find Kaplan at Kaplan America on Instagram, on yeah, Twitter, uh, Twitter, on Facebook, on all types of social media, wherever you on. Uh, what's the tr- the new Trump one? You're going to be on that too. I am. But when he's, I've already talked to my, my people have contacted him. When he comes up with the app, I'm going to be like, <laughs> what do you call that? When you're there the first day, ground floor, I don't Beta know. Beta tester. I, I'm an investor, actually. I'm. An, I'm a C, I have seen money in that in that app. <laughs> On the show today, everybody, we have Minister Marco back from Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, to talk about. They legalized marijuana. Well, they're about Whoa. to. They're, they're on the edge of doing it, but it is going to happen. Precipice. Everyone says the Senate's going to pass it. They're legalizing marijuana right. in Mexico, uh, which has a lot of ramifications, I think, for us up here, maybe in the U.S., also for Mexico. Obviously, we're going to talk to him in just a second about that. Minister Marco, you know, you love him from Amazon Prime. From Netflix, he has stand-up on both of those. Uh, plus, you know from this show, he was on, yeah. when we switched to this format, he was on one of the earliest episodes. Uh, I'll have to look up what number it is, but it was in the 180s, somewhere around there. You want to guess? See if Last, you know you I'm going to guess 187. Let's go with 187. Right, I'll look it up and we'll, go, we'll come back to it later. <laughs> As Kaplan's looking it up, folks, we know you like this show. Thank you for supporting Thank you for telling your friends. Our numbers are going up and up every single week. But if you really want to support this show, put your money where your mouth is and go to patreon.com slash lost in America, patreon.com slash lost in America for five bucks. Throw us five bucks a month just for the throw us the five bucks a month just for the joy of getting this show for free. Right. Just for the joy of us putting this out. But also for five bucks a month, we'll give you three extra episodes of just Kaplan and I talking about life in New York City. Um, a Kaplan's running for for city council. Not only that, but also we throw in some bonus Lost in America shows sometimes. So three days ago, two days ago, we had Misha Kalin back on the show, our friend in Belarus, to update us what's going on in their quest to kick uh President Lukashenko. Lukashenko out of office. Protests are still going. And we it's insane. It. He's in Minsk. He said he can't leave his house. He can, if he leaves his house, there's a very hot, good chance he'll be taken into Interrogated prison. Or, yeah, so he has, it's very, it's a scary situation, but we had a, a, a good time talking about it. So, Well, he's a great guy. He's also a yeah. hilarious comedian. So he can, yeah. his aunt got taken in by the authorities on her way to get chemotherapy, and he, had, he somehow figured out how to make that funny. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so come listen to, to Patreon. that. Patreon.com slash Lost in America. Kaplan, now let's get to today's oh, episode. And let's I'll answer the question. Episode 196 was Minister Marcus' first appearance. Wow. 196. Go check that out. So go check out 196 and then uh, come back to this. So, Cap, we're talking about legalization of marijuana in Mexico. What do you know about it? And I then mean, I'll, well, you start. Well, for, well, for starters, as far as just uh, uh, smoking weed, and I always thought it was legal. I just assumed in, <laughs> in Mexico, this was like, I assume like it's a thing that's illegal for Americans. Let's arrest Americans who are stupid enough to smoke in the street and make them shake down a police officer with a bribe. And we'll, but I thought if you're a local, you just smoke weed. I got, so that's number one. I did not know this was a new issue. I thought it was legal in much of the world. Uh, and number two, I only, 
I literally, I'm, I'm a little scared because I just binge watched Narcos, uh, the Mexico seasons on Netflix. So I'm a little bit terrified to like say anything about the cartels. So I might not. This might be the last time you hear me say it because I don't want to end up in a ditch somewhere. But uh, I, yeah, I, I don't. I know they're legalizing it now. You were telling me that the Supreme Court actually did this. I thought it was like a way, like they were copying Colorado. You know, like Colorado's legalizing weed. Every state in America is legalizing weed. They thought, oh, let's get in on that. But you're telling me it's deeper than that. Why so. would they copy Colorado? Because <laughs> it's the and coolest. I don't follow state in the logic. <laughs> I don't follow that logic at all. Uh, they, they saw it online. No. And there are lots of weed shops everywhere. It makes it life great. You have like, it's good for the economy. It's good. For okay. So you thought it there. was an economic thing. An, an economic, economic move. Yes. I yeah. got it. Okay. That makes more sense. I will tell you, I thought it was something to try to, I thought it was more based off of like a reaction to the, to the drug trade in Mexico. Like, Hey, let's legalize it. So therefore we put the hand, the, 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 right. the, well, the power back in the hands of the government. Turns out from what I can tell, it was neither one of these. It was some people in 2015 got it. That got it kicked off. Just some, just some good old fashioned marijuana rights activists, just some hippies I mean, got it into the Senate. So and, let's bring- and, it was, and it was just to say last thing, it's a, it's a homegrown, it's a product that they grow in Mexico. It's not like some drugs that come through the border, you know, so it's like they should legalize it. That's let's bring think. Minister it's, Marco in. As I said, you know, from Amazon Prime, Netflix, go check out his specials there. He's also, I think he, he is the uh, wedding minister. He's not only is a stand-up comedian, but he's an actual minister and he does celebrity weddings all the time to the point where half of them, he says, I'm legally not allowed to tell you who I just did a wedding yeah. for. They're that famous, but he's still doing it. Minister Maybe. Marco, welcome to the show. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having problems with my camera. It's attacking me it's due to the marijuana. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting an early jump on it. All right. Jesus. There he goes. Um, how you guys doing? Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. We're doing great. We're uh, coming out of quarantine. I'm getting back on stage with comedy on May 5th at the Friars Whoa. Club. I'll be doing stand-up, fully vaccinated. So. Return to the Friars Club. Yes. Wow. That's good. How are you, sir? I'm doing very good. Thank you. Uh, you know, also passing this pandemic in Mexico has been tough, but we're also doing shows back again. I just came back from a really beautiful wedding. And um, and I'm very happy to be here again. Uh, congratulations on the success of the show, guys. Very good. Very, Thank very you. good. Can you tell us, to start out, can you tell us who the... Break news on our show. What is this <laughs> wedding that you're contractually not allowed <laughs> yeah. to say who it is? Well, I was telling you earlier that um, I'm not in the liberty to say it because I, I signed a, a confidentiality agreement. But I can tell you this. I have to be clear by both governments so I could be the official of that wedding. And I mean Mexico and the U.S. Wow, so a big wow. personality was getting married. And so, you'll find in, in the news very soon. Trump Did Trump Jr. get uh, Don, I, I, Don Jr.? Nah, <laughs> you're not going to get any info out of me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of you're very who got clever. Married. Both we of should, you, I know. We'll do some research and see who got married in the past. Is the, we, is the wedding known to the public? Do people know these people got married? Can we get uh, that clue? They will, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, wait, I Obama's guess. daughter got married. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. All right, all right. All Let's right. get and to the, the Patreon, He'll say it on the Patreon show. There we go. Let's For $5 a month, you'll know. <laughs> uh, Minister Marco, so what's going on with this legalized marijuana? To us, this story came out of nowhere. But the more uh, I researched it, it sounds like it's been building momentum since 2014, 15. That is correct. It's, and like... um 
Kaplan said, every pothead believe Mexico has <laughs> uh, legalized marijuana forever. Yes. But it's actually not true. Uh, marijuana has been banned just like any other drug. But out of uh, two years or three years, they, they started this bill where they wanted to legalize it. It went to the Chamber of Deputies first. And funny enough, <laughs> like 80% of them approved it fast track. They didn't even wait the normal uh, waiting period and they just approve it. And they pass the bill to the Senate where they now have to revise it and then approve it. And once they approve it, it's going to be signed by the, by the president. And once it's signed, that's legal. But there are some, some things that uh, they need to consider before making it legal. So that's where the controversy is. That's where everybody's fighting and pulling on each direction. So it started in 2015. It, it's From what I've read, it seems like this was not started by anyone in the government. This was started just by an activist group. Exactly. Regular by people. outside people. Exactly. Regular. It was a club of potheads. Who said, I, yeah, just a bunch, just some Mexican hippies who were like, exactly. hey, I want to smoke pot. And they took it to the government, to the to the uh, Supreme Court. Sorry. And what's fascinating to me is the way it passed from what I exactly. read is they said it's un. I mean, I'll read the actual quote. It's unconstitutional. Um, this is what uh, happened. But uh, this this group of potheads went outside uh, the champ the chamber of deputies, and they made like a like a overnight uh, teepees and. They have everything so they can stay outside for as long Smoke. as they could. And they started smoking pot outside on the sidewalk. They and they got arrested. Pot. Exactly. They got arrested and arrested over and over until they just let them be. And so they placed their, their uh, camping tents outside the chamber of deputies. And they stood there like for a year. They, they were <laughs> it's like a pot I know. for a that's year. How, that's how... That's how much they wanted to make themselves heard. That's how strong their their petition was to legalize marijuana back then. I mean, Turner would camp out for like rancid tickets for like three days or something. <laughs> a year. So I found the quote I was looking for earlier. Sorry. The Supreme Court ruled Mexico's total cannabis ban is unconstitutional. The quote, what they said was that because in Mexico... The law um, allows each individual to choose their own life plan as long as it does not affect others. Exactly. As Very libertarian. Not, yes. Yeah. As long as you don't kill anyone, you're, you're okay to go. But uh, obviously, there are some restrictions you cannot do as you, as you will. Well, as long as you don't hurt others. Yeah, so that, passed in, that was 2015. But what I read said that that also under the um, law of Mexico, whoever that law only applies to the people who actually took it to the Supreme Court. So that group of hippies mm -hmm. now could smoke, uh -huh. <laughs> but everybody else, no, couldn't, not yet. Yeah, but, but here's the tricky part. Uh, when, all, when all the potheads around Mexico saw this group, this small group of people trying to, to legalize the marijuana, then this group grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you have the same situation in every single state in Mexico. So it, it went big. It went, it went viral just from a, a group of like 12 people, I believe. It was like 12 or 15 guys. Now it's in the millions <laughs> because everybody wants their, you know, their, their marijuana to be illegal.
If I'm in the tw- the group of 12 or 15 and it's literally only legal in the country for me and my other 11 friends. Imagine I would, that. I would want to keep it illegal for everyone it's else. Like an actual <laughs> cartel of pot smokers. Like <laughs> You can yep. just add members like could you, just to your group. And- so that's 2015. And then as you said, it goes viral, blah, blah, blah. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. By 2018, the Supreme Court said, okay, Enough is enough. We can't be having all these little court cases around the nation for these 12 people, those 15 people, these six people. Exactly. So they just made it legal in 2018 for the whole country. But, but it got political. Yeah. So how does it get political? Okay. Um, this new this new uh, party saw how strong buttheads were. You know, <laughs> you could just, you could just, uh, in your city, in your hometown, you could, you, you can tell who was a pothead and not, but they never imagined there were so many of them. So they used <laughs> the it as a platform. silent pothead majority. Yeah. So they used it as a platform for uh, future uh, uh, candidacy, for future politics. And and now they use it as a, as a platform. So if you vote for me, I will make sure your pot is legal. Oh! So that's when it got political. And, that, and now... Obviously, it passed the fast track because it, it was so big. It made so much noise that everybody who voted for this for this party, they're going to have their pot uh, pretty much 100% assured to be free. Legal. Free? What do you mean? Well, free? legal. Well, you legal. can actually <laughs> grow it. Oh, okay, so you can grow your own. You're free yeah, to you grow, grow your own. Your own. And we should also say that you're now. So when this this hasn't passed yet, but it seems like it's it's going to. It pass. will pass. It yeah. is going to pass. And you can now. You used to be able to carry five grams. Um, exactly. And now you can carry up to twenty eight grams, which I don't. I don't even know. Is that a lot or is that a little? What is well, that? let me let me put it in in perspective. Five grams is five little joints. Okay. Five little cigarettes about this big. Yeah. So one twenty twenty eight grams is twenty eight cigarettes, and that's what? per day. That's not bad. So you have to be a real pothead to <laughs> smoke 28 of them per day. So personal use, but also give out some. You can you have some to bum. When your friends ask to bum a, bum a joint, you'll have a couple extras. Of course. But, you know, when you have over, over, uh, over two kilos, which is about five pounds, then you're in for, for the bigger picture. Then you are the trafficker. You are the drug dealer. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to get busted. You're going to go to jail because that's not for regular consumption unless you are Cheech and Chong. But other than that, uh, you <laughs> yeah, cannot they, have so much. So I mean, they do a lot of people that- grow it in their house. Is that a, a thing that people do already? OK, now here it is. Here's the thing. Um, you can only have this much uh, grams, 28 grams, but you're allowed to have eight plants, eight. Now. They didn't specify how big these plants can be. <laughs> so when some people think eight plants is a little jar like this, and some people think eight plants are like eight trees, mm. and that yeah. can count as a plant. So that's also another controversy because people really want to grow their own pot, their own yeah. marijuana at home. It's and, very hipster to grow your own weed, not to buy yeah. it from someone. To, it's like exactly, a and, and <laughs> Make your they would not be allowed to sell it. Like if you grow your own marijuana, you are not allowed to sell to anyone. You can uh, just trade it for for anything. Like I'll give you, I'll give you a joint. You give me a kilo of tortillas or something like that. And that's another thing that they have to put like locks on on the law, 
because it's just it's just out there. It's like it was made by a hippie and it's a hippie law, so yeah. it's completely open. That's right. hilarious. So they haven't thought through. Th- they haven't thought this out. So yeah, you can um you could sell them like five joints or ten joints or whatever you want, and they could give you like the you could trade it for a magazine. But also, or anything. Could, they, could they tip you? Could they say, but I'll tip you $200? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You cannot get money, though. That's the only thing. That, that's the only oh. lock they put. No money in exchange of marijuana. You can trade it for anything. So Bitcoin. I'll give you my, I'll give you my wife for five grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can go like, uh, like the cable, like Comcast or whoever runs your cable TV down there could say, well, it's, it's either $300 or like 10. 10 pot, I don't know. What, 10 joints? Oh, one plant. Give me one, one plant a month and you get free cable for yeah, life. Yeah, something like oh. that. And so oh, they man. also said it, if you have possession of 29 to 100 grams, it's now a fine. Exactly. You're busted. And then the, the, the fines go up no depending prison. on the amount of, of the marijuana you have. Yeah. So now my question is, if it's constitutional in 2018, why does it still have to go to the House and to the Senate? Is it to come up with the specific regulations? Well, they that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, yeah. The Chamber of uh, uh, Deputies, they left it so free will. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just out there. You know, you can interpret that bill as any way you want. So every cop, every state will decide whether... It's a good thing or not a good thing. So they need to put locks and regulate it. And they that's why it's taking a little bit longer. But if that be, will go through, it will go through. And it'll be national regulations, not state. It will state. be national. Wow. There are a few things that I like that they want to do. Uh, the first is like you cannot smoke marijuana in front of kids. That's a good thing. Uh, you cannot uh, buy it or buy the plants if you are under 18, which is uh, legal age in Mexico, 18. And you cannot also uh, smoke it in public. And not like oh. only in designated areas. Like if you're a smoker and they send you out of the restaurant for a smoking place, that's where you can probably Can you open up a too. smoking like restaurant almost? Like a like a hot place? Here's like a, here's the thing. They wanna of? they wanna one of the one of the regulations of that bill is that they want to build smoking clubs throughout the world throughout Mexico. So you can be a part of uh, you can be a part of these associations and uh, nonprofit smoking clubs. <laughs> right, right. I hear that. Trying that, and you could smoke away. And that's exactly. another way to try to get around the paying for marijuana laws. Exactly, because you're paying to join the club. You're exactly, but but then you're gonna be protected because you're part of a club, and yeah, it's just it's just bananas. I mean, that law is is. Whoever made that law used to work for Looney Tunes or <laughs> Warner Brothers because it's just it's, it's stupid, you know? So it's, now, it, it leaves you everything so you can have your own marijuana. You can be a small L chapel. Yeah. Home. Well, that, so the big question is, does this affect uh, the drug powers in the country? Nah, listen. No. Marijuana is not even profitable. It it's used so small. to be. Right. Yeah. It used to be back in the seventies and late, uh, early eighties. The real money in drugs is is synthetic drugs, uh, you know, Opioids. coke and crack and yeah. all of that. But uh, yeah. but marijuana, nobody fights for marijuana. It's like I'm not gonna kill you over a kilo of marijuana. No, here you can have it. 
Is that why this happened? Because the cartels would never let you legalize cocaine or meth or heroin. Exactly. (laughs) Then it will hurt their business. But again, marijuana is not even big of a consumption as a drug. You know, right now it's more like a like a recreational drug. People use it as a way to feel good. When you when I don't smoke, I don't smoke marijuana or do drugs. But uh, when I see my friends and people who smoke uh, marijuana, it's because they want to feel good. It's not because they want to go rob a bank, feel a little buzz and, and, and coke. Coke is different, though. Coke or any other drugs, those are different because those are uh, empowering the brain. Marijuana is just letting you be. Yeah, if you want to rob a bank, do not smoke weed ahead of time. No, you will don't. Not go well. otherwise, you, otherwise, you'll get caught. Yeah, you'll be walking really slow with bags of money cracking up. Yeah. Um, So you think if this was a different if this was methamphetamines, for example, would that be a a lot? Would that have a lot harder time being legalized? Not only that, it will be a a real drug war between the the government and the the narcos. Okay, but but because that's their main income. Yeah, keep going. The Supreme Court, by the Supreme Court logic of this case, it's the same thing. You could say taking coke doesn't hurt anybody else. You know, it's the same as the the logic about the weed. If I'm taking it, so yeah, but the money, the money, yeah, the money that a narco will lose when when uh, let's say cocaine bill is passed, it will be like so much more than marijuana. Marijuana is just a small game. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And you know, I real I genuinely thought that when I read this headline that this was a reaction like AMLO, uh President uh Lopez Obrador saying that, "Oh, this is going to be good to fight the just seeing the headline. I thought they'd be, "Oh, this is they're legalizing marijuana. This will be a step towards fighting the cartels." And then it turns out no, nah. it has nothing to do with it at all, and that makes Not sense. at all. Okay. Not at all. It, it's let's say uh out of a pie uh, I will say 8% of the narcos income comes from marijuana. Only like 8%. So if they take that away from the narcos, they're still going to be making a lot more money with the, with the synthetic drugs. And as long as there's places in America where it's illegal, they still can sell to them too. So it's not like, yeah. yeah, it's completely gone. I mean, I assumed most of the Mexican drugs in general come here, right? I mean, they don't. Well, I, I, let me tell let me tell you something. Back in uh, when everything started back in the eighties, Mexico just used to be like a passing port, like a passing place. Drugs would go through up to the to North America, but as of the nineties, late nineties, uh, drugs actually happened to stay in Mexico, and that's a bad thing. It's a bad oh. thing, period, to go up to to North America or to stay in Mexico. And they used to come from, you know, South America, Central America. Uh, but now, not anymore, man. Now drugs are a big problem in Mexico. See, I mentioned I was binging Narcos, but the show ends in like the mid-90s, so I didn't know that. But now, now oh, I know yeah. what's happening next season. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, but so, you know what? It's, it's actually because yeah, you used problem. to grow tons of weed and you had the seedless and it was and then it was like then they just moved into cocaine and everything else. And we became it gradually went up. Yeah. It went from marijuana to cocaine and then crack and amphetamines. And it used to go all the way to the U.S. and Canada. But now. A lot of those drugs are produced and they do stay in Mexico by consumption by Mexican, which is not a good thing. And it's not a good thing that goes to the U.S. either. But uh, since the money comes from the U.S., everybody has more money in the U.S. That's the problem. And can, you guys can I ask have you, so much money. We, 
We have money. And also, Turner, I don't know if you saw the other day, there was a senator in Montana in the U.S. who was basically complaining that he was saying that the methamphetamines that come from Mexico are too pure. Like he was saying the local meth yes. in Montana is much less pure, which I guess makes it safer and good for American jobs. So do you guys have better meth? Is that like what's is that? The, they mastered it. I don't know. Well, if you it, watch yeah. Narcos, we don't know what we're doing. If you watch Narcos, then you saw how they mastered the production, mass production of uh, methamphetamines. So what I, about? Yeah. Uh, well, I did read that two thirds of Mexicans still do not approve of legalized marijuana. Yeah, because Why? for some, for most people, most people believe marijuana is the beginning of. Uh, it's like the gateway to the next drug. Yep. So for some people, marijuana is not just recreational. It's a way to enter into drugs. And as you know, it's gradual. If some people like marijuana, but they don't believe it's you know, much of a hype, then they go to the next drug. And that's where the problem is. That's how America started with the problems, with drug problems. Yeah. They started with the marijuana back in the 70s, with the 60s and 70s, with the hippies and the love all the boomers, all of that. the boomers yeah. were hip. Yeah, yeah, they were smoking weed and they got us all. And then, on exactly. You, they got you into into weed. But then you guys started making money. And that's when you started getting consumption of cocaine and it went up. So how if if two thirds of the country doesn't support it, why is it passing so easily? I mean, in, in the U.S., the politicians do what the what their local people. Yeah, want. the Bill of Rights. Et cetera, uh, the I know. In Mexico, remember, it's been it's been uh, it's been owned by the politics now. Yeah. So, for example, if um, if you don't like the law or the bill that is passing, they they will let you know. Um, but remember, this is part of our party, and you need to approve it because if you like our party, then you have to agree with with what we feel. So, some people, even though they don't like it, they still vote for it. Because it's part of their party. And some people are just like, I remember I told you on the other episode that people are very fanatics when it comes to politics in Mexico, especially when it comes from Lopez Obrador. They, they see Lopez Obrador more, more like, a, like a religious leader, more than a politician. And is his base uh, people more in favor of legalizing weed then as a younger yeah. demographics? Or? Yeah, but... But a good 70% is in pro of uh, legalizing marijuana. Of his base. Of his base, correct. Yeah. His, so his base is 70% in favor of it, but the country-wise, it's two-thirds against. So exactly. So it's going to be interesting, but it's going to pass because 90% of the senators are, are potheads. So they're, <laughs> they're going to pass it. Well, period. I did see there was one senator, or maybe she was a congresswoman, but she's been bringing like pot, like joints. Yeah, and, and pot she's plants. rolling. To the she's floor of the in Senate. Front of everybody. Yeah. Oh, wow. On the floor she's, of the Senate. It's, it's just, it's not. I mean, you got to have a limit, you know. You during a to, pandemic? <laughs> she's during smoking? The, during voting uh, sessions. But Cap, That's can, not good. Can you think of anything, Cap, that in the U.S. where two-thirds of the people don't support it, but 90% of the Senate does? I mean, normally the Senate... It kind of just mean, reflects. I mean, it's almost like the reverse of like if there's like tax cuts for like rich people or something. It's like republic. You know what I mean? Like they'll pass it yeah, even if it's not popular because so. they. But this is not that. This is a more populist thing. You think to legalize weed? I mean, I think in America, I haven't looked at polls, but I do feel like the the majority of people now support legalizing weed. That's why it's happening in all these states. Sure. Like when we were younger, like I can hear my dad saying it's a gateway drug. I felt like 
everyone yeah. of the older generation would be against it. And I think now a lot of them are maybe they're not going to use it, of course, but they're they're okay with legalizing it for the same reason. It doesn't you're not hurting anybody. Tax dollars, the taxes, the medical, like exactly. So we're moving there. New York, we're copying. We're going to legalize it. So yeah, New York's copying Mexico yeah. in that sense. Yeah, <laughs> we're legalizing marijuana soon. So um, did do these people worry about getting reelected, or you said it's just whatever because they're in the right party, it doesn't matter. They'll just vote for them. It doesn't matter about being reelected or not. It, it's going to go with the next uh, voting because uh, once once people remember who voted in pro of legalization, they'll say, oh, yeah, you help me. You have my joint. I help you in the polls and I'll vote for you. That's how it works. That's and- how it works. That's exactly how the party uh, sells their votes. Remember, there are actually TV ads about all of that. Remember, I'm here who... I'm the one who's going to help you feel more comfortable. Oh, really? They have put TV ads? Politicians yeah, you know, saying they're, they'll get they're you? They're kind of these guys. They're kind Legalized of these marijuana? Guys. Exactly. Remember, we, we did it for you. Now you did it for us. That should oh. be, I mean, Kaplan, that should be part of your uh, legal, your city I got to legalize campaign. something else. What should I legalize? That's true. You got to go one step further because that's already done. <laughs> Mexican math I'm legalizing. So AMLO is uh, President Lopez Obrador. Is is he taking credit for all this? No, 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 no. He he will have to sign the bill once it's passed. And here's the one thing that he hasn't made any uh, he hasn't made any call about it. He he's not even pro or against uh, huh. because he doesn't have a call in it. He he cannot say anything. Well, what if he so could just, veto it, or he he could he could not sign it, but he wouldn't do that. He could, but he won't because uh, the majority of the party is approving it. So it will be completely weird that uh, right. his party will sign in favor and that he'll veto it. It is something that will never happen. Huh? And is it normal for the Supreme Court to sort of set policy like this, where they rule on something and then they write policy afterwards to kind of catch up to what the Supreme Court said, or? There has been, there has been like a few cases. I'll I'll remember one, but there has been a few cases. uh, One, it was uh, it was abortion, I believe. It was about abortion where they passed this law and they had to retract because the majority of people were against it. Yeah, it was. I think it was abortion H. They wanted to. I remember they passed it for really young girls. To be able to abort, but they they move it up. They they move the age. Um, yeah, that's what it was. You mean, long you mean like ago. without their parents' permission or exactly? You know, yeah, yeah. Like so it. it was it was just ridiculous. It was like twelve year olds can go and abort anywhere, anytime you want. It's like wait a minute, like you still need your guardian or an adult with her, and that's right. where they change the law. So, Minister huh. Marco, I have some more questions about uh, the people who are against this for other reasons. But before we get to that, Kaplan, a word from our from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sponsors. Thank you very much. It's always good to have sponsors, Kaplan. Minister Marco, it seems like there are a number of people who are in favor of legalizing marijuana, but against this bill specifically. In Mexico, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons I'm interested in what the re- I'm interested in what the reasons are, but one of the reasons is that you will need some kind of a license. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, but 
who's to say what you're smoking? <laughs> it's like, this is a funny thing because uh, if you're on the street smoking marijuana and if you, if you know how it smells, obviously you know that person smoking marijuana. But now there are similar uh, odors or smells from another smoking devices like vapes that smells pretty similar to marijuana. And it's going to be a big deal if you, if you think you're smoking marijuana and you call the cops on that person. It's going to be just crazy because you don't, you don't know what the person will be smoking. So that's why it's a good thing that they legalize. I'm in pro of letting marijuana legalize. Because that way, uh, it's not going to be so much of a problem within, between narcs and Mexican government. And people can do, you know, people can be, period. Marijuana you know? is not a bad thing. It's not, it's not like a drug drug per se. Right. Aztecs used to smoke it just to feel good. And the it Aztecs. wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't they will just kill virgins. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's some good blowhearts that tidbits there. The other no, but but really no. I, I I don't think marijuana is bad. On the other hand, there are people who really suffer due to sickness and they need marijuana to kind of go by. Well, they say another downside of this bill is that it will allow uh, the police to come into your house without a warrant. No. Nah. To no, check. No, no. That's not true. No, no, that's not true because uh, you need to have a, an order from a judge for police to go into your house. You need to have a warrant. So, no, really? there's no way. Oh, yeah. People, pe- people do it uh, illegally, though. But now, nowadays, everybody has a camera. Everybody can film. Everybody can, can be a witness. And now people are getting caught where else before they couldn't. The police before used to take uh, excessive force and they used to do all kinds of criminal activities because they had no one to witness it. But now anybody can be a witness and and cops are getting into jail when they break the law, too. So it's not that easy anymore. They have to come with the warrant to serve your house. Really? And so this bill, because according to the New York Times, who we don't trust. Fake news times. We don't trust them, but they say that... uh, that you'll need that that you won't like police now. If you're growing marijuana, they won't need a bill. They, I mean, they won't need a warrant. They can just come in and say, "Oh, we're just checking your license, checking to see." No, no, the, the same thing happened with uh, with taxes many years ago. Uh, the tax uh, IRS, Mexican IRS, was supposed to come into your house and you know take stuff from you if you didn't pay your taxes. But now they still need a warrant, even if they're going to do that, they, even if they're going to um, take things from your house so you can pay. Now they still need a warrant. So it's not that easy. Nobody can break into your house just like that. Okay. Unless somebody calls and there's a murder or, or it's been a shooting. Yeah. But if somebody just knocks on your door and they want to come in, you cannot let them in. And what about um, it? Are, are, are big businesses going to come in now? Does it seem like to start growing? Are they, yeah. Can they even do it under the law? Oh, they of can. course. They, they will because now they're going to have, uh, remember those clubs that I was telling you about? It's yes, the people. cannabis clubs. Yeah, People are going to form cannabis clubs and people will join to be a part of uh, their cannabis and they can grow, trade, uh, buy. They can do anything in those clubs. And, 
And I think, honestly, I think the Narcs are going to be the owners of those clubs at the end of the day. They're going to be the ones who, ah. who are going to run their operation. But yeah, if, they know if how you to do only, it. If you can only have a small amount per person, then how do they grow a lot of weed? Oh, man, Mexico has such a... Such if they a can many, find loopholes. <clears throat> they have such many places to grow weed. No, but I mean, they've like, legally. It, how can they grow no, it legally? But, but listen, they've been growing it uh, under the radar. Now that they have some kind of a permission, they're going to grow it everywhere. They could, they could find a field somewhere and say 100 people live in this, like, warehouse. and then just, Exactly. That's and that, eight, that per, eight plants 100. per 100. Yeah, that's 800 exactly. plants. And remember... Yeah. The law is tricky. It's eight plants. How big? We don't know. Ah. So you could have a field and say, oh, yeah, those are eight plants. And all of those are their little, their little. Uh, do, you, do you think the plants. laws, do you think the laws vague like that on purpose? Of course. Of course. <sighs> of course, because if you really want to have a regulator, you could have the sizes of the plant. And that's not, that's not hard to determine. You could say this high, this wide, and times eight. That's what you're allowed. But it's so vague that, yeah, you can have eight plants at your house. <laughs> I see. Who's to call what's the size of the plant? And now Mexico is going to be the third country in America, in, in all America, the continent, to have legalized uh, marijuana. Canada and uh, Uruguay. Yeah. are the ones who are legal. Federalite. Well, yeah. and, Federal. and Mexico will be the biggest, 120 million people. Right? Imagine that. <laughs> 120 million people I mean, just I was going to go to Canada for it. Yeah, why well, go to Canada now? Go to Mexico. Well, you can come to Cabo and, and, and while you have fun, maybe uh, have some it's, marijuana. And your spring now, break act is going to get even more. The kids are going to be even more annoying on spring break now. Nah, you know what? Stoned. <laughs> I am not. I am not in pro of drugs, honestly. Uh, even if you if you like cannabis, even if you like marijuana, I think that's a very personal thing. But I don't think uh, marijuana should be sold or any other drugs because it's not good for anybody, for those who consume it and for those who grow it. And it's good business, obviously. But at the end of the day, people do crazy, stupid stuff under the drugs. Yeah. What about yeah, well, prisons? What will this do? For what is the prison system in Mexico privately owned or, or owned by the government? No, by, by the government. Okay. Like normal country. Yeah. Like normal country, yes. Ours is private. I, or some of them maybe. Oh, no, no, ours gone? is owned by the most of them are owned by the government. They're we still private. have some private, do we not? I, I yeah, I don't I don't know how that in works. movies, <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, we still have private prisons. Maybe they maybe they're fine. That are, yeah, I'm not sure how that we need an American comedian to teach us about that. So well, but, the, uh, well I think I know. I am the comedian. Right, there right, are private prisons. Us. You just we'll said there aren't any. I don't I mean most and, of our major prisons are and owned now you're by saying the we don't know. I'm the one who knows. <laughs> That's such okay. a great premise for a for a killer punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Kaplan goes, We don't know. I'm like, I'm the one who Okay, All so right. uh is um is this going to affect prison? There'll be less prisoners, I would imagine, after this, right? No. It will no. be the same amount of prisoners, but now they're going to be smoking weed inside the prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have a major problem with, you know, dr uh, drug-related violence, so that you could maybe focus on even more, I guess, if you're not worried. You want me to tell you the truth about who's in prison? Yes. Sure. Robbers. People who rob, people who kill. Drug, uh, drug cartel people. They don't no. end up in prison. They end up no. dead. Yeah. Oh. And the people That's who kill them. That's how it works. Yeah. And the people who kill them, they will they be killed. killed eventually. Yeah. 
You don't have a cartel guy inside prison because they'll kill him inside too by the different rivalries and the mafias. So that's why we have more prisoners in America because you <laughs> take it. Yeah, but we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, I never heard of, uh, you know, like, oh yeah, this guy's used to work for El Chapo. They're, they're in for life. Of course not. They go in, they get killed. They get whacked by the other rival group. And El Chapo used to be in Turner's neighborhood in jail. But now yeah, it's, uh, now it's uh, now he's over there. He's with you guys. He's, he's your neighbor. And his wife just got arrested. I saw right uh, in, in America. She was like trying to import like meth and a few other drugs at the airport, and Jesus. somehow she didn't realize that if she's El Chapo's wife, they might be looking at her. They might look like, at her backs. Oh, man, <laughs> that really was being stupid. Yeah, yeah. If oh. she was not being bothered, why why did she even go up there? I don't know. I was trying to help him out still. He's, nah, little guys good. are good in bed. So, you know, <laughs> So there's, there's no. So the prisoners weren't this one. I don't know. The stuff you read, it says like, oh, this will reduce arrests by a certain amount. This will reduce prisoners by a certain. Nah. Amount. It's all BS. Nah. Huh? All fake news. No, nah, man. No, I mean, let's be honest. I live in Mexico. I yeah, know how it that's is. That's why we have you on. That's why we have listen, this show. So we don't have to listen pay attention to the news. People in prison in Mexico. <laughs> It's because they rob, they steal, or they kill. But it's not about drug-related. Believe me. Wow. Because if you're part of an, a drug organization, they have the best lawyers. So that person will never step a foot in prison. They got and all if, the money. They got all the connections. So, But there's nobody in jail for just, like, smoking weed in public? and, and the, That's the exactly that's, that's the bad thing about Mexico. There are people who, who will be... Paying a uh, you know a twenty year uh, term because they stole like an apple or they stole something from a supermarket, but the guys who actually kill people are walking free on the streets. That's why it's so crazy because they didn't have money for representation. They didn't have money for a good lawyer. Mm. There are some people in there that just rob uh, food to eat or to feed their family, and they throw them into jail for many years. So this the law is really stupid. So it sounds like this bill doesn't change much. Nah, not at all. Everything <laughs> is gonna be back to normal business as I mean, usual. We're gonna have clubs. It'll add a smoke a cannabis. Exactly. Club. So, People, oh, yeah. will be cannabis club People will be happier about People all the will problems. Be happier. They'll be pissed off about all they'll be more mellow. They're like, I can't believe these people are running around free, but at least I get high. So exactly. They will be easier to convince. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Will this be good for the economy? It won't affect it either. Because it's a... Listen, yeah, but they, guys. I believe I'm, you. I believe you, yeah. But I they collect know, tax listen. revenue now? Like the, like the Colorado... How much, how much money can, can a pothead bring to the table? Really? really? Oh, weed. <laughs> well, you can tax... Yeah, but I think they tax the sodas and, the, and uh, all, the, all the junk food more than they will tax marijuana. Watch. Just, oh, do you have you special taxes on sodas and junk food? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a campaign where Mexico, obviously, as you know, is the second largest obesity uh, population in the world. Next to us? Are we number one? Of course. You guys are number one. Yeah, still. number one, number one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they passed this bill where every soda has to have like a special sticker where it says, you're about to drink 7,000 calories and this yes. has so much sugar. This is not good for you. And when they pass this bill, the normal tax that you used to pay for those 
products, now it's twice as much. So if you want to drink a soda, you're paying for your own for your own uh, uh, demise. <laughs> you know, I was going to advertise Mexico as a libertarian paradise based on what you told me earlier, but this is not nah, this is any state. We don't like that. <laughs> we yeah. want to drink our soda and not have anybody tell us how many <laughs> calories are in it or anything. No, and, it, and it's in big letters in the front of it. It's not like on the on the back like you guys have on your on every product. Yeah. It's in the front of the product. It's, it's a big thing. So yeah, people will end up paying more for a Coke for a drinkable Coke than for a, for a joint. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What's well, local tax, all... tax wise. Yeah. So was there, um, who contributes to like in the U S if you want to get something done in, if you want to get a bill passed and you're just a regular citizen, you put a bunch of money together and you give it to senators and that way they'll vote for you. Was this happening in Mexico for this marijuana law? Yeah, he, he remember he went to the uh, House of Chambers. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, to the Chamber of uh, Deputies. That's where they they were camping outside. Yes, and one deputy thought, "Oh, you know, these guys make sense. Let me bring it up. Let me share that info with all my colleagues inside." And they all fast tracked it. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. They, of course, they're right because I used to smoke marijuana. So yeah, let's pass this bill. So you think the reason why they passed it is because they all like to smoke? Exactly. You don't pass a bill that fast unless you don't like, unless you like it. <laughs> Some things are simple, Kaplan. Yeah, yes. I mean that was the, that was the easiest propaganda I have ever seen in my life. A twelve group of people <laughs> camping outside uh, a major politic uh, government area. And you and they told them, listen, guys, we want to have, you know, free marijuana. Court, how did they get to the Supreme Court to take their case, though? Isn't there like a process where you? Yeah, he goes from the Chamber of Deputies. They pass it. They pass the bill and then they take it to the Senate. And then once the Senate has it, he goes directly to AMLO, to the president. To The Supreme the Court was five years ago, five or six years ago. I know, ago. but you're saying the people camping out like I just I'm surprised that even worked. I, I can't. It's kind of it's it's. They should do a movie about those 12 guys because imagine, it, was, the world. it was someone's idea. It was just one guy. Right. Idea. It was some one guy's stoned idea. He's like, you know what we should it's do? Like, yeah, we should, you know, yeah, exactly. You, you know, we should go to Mexico City, camp outside. Yeah. Let them know what we feel. And from there, it went big. It went national. Now, what about changing topics here? But Lozoya, who we talked about in our first episode with you, he was the uh, prime minister of Pam. I mean, not prime minister. What am I saying? President of uh, uh, a company, a, a pan a oil company in Mexico. Uh-huh. Pemex. Pemex. That's who it is. He bribed or he took ten and a half million dollars in bribes, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, last time we talked to you, they were looking for him to arrest him. Whatever happened uh-huh. with that? Oh yeah. Oh well, he's he's. Remember, I told you he came into the country, and he was the whistleblower for many people that fell under the radar. Yes. He's still on his own. He's not. He's not in prison. He's on his own. And the actual persons that got in trouble were, were his mother and his sister, <laughs> for laundering what? so much money. He turned to them him? in. No, but they followed the trail, and and all the money went. To different accounts from from the mom and the and the sister, and so he, he didn't get in trouble. He didn't get in trouble at all. He got a little bit of trouble, and uh, eventually the mother and the sister also got in a little bit of trouble. They had to return a lot of the money, but still, man, whatever Losoya was getting a surprise like ten million dollars, 
Yeah. It was nothing compared to the almost $300 million his mom and sister had on the on different accounts. Ah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Here a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And I also read that he gained favor with AMLO because he gave up dirt on AMLO's um, rival, rivals, political rivals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so he, he, you know, he got away. He got away and the family got away. And let me be honest with you, they still kept a lot of them. They kept a lot of the money because they couldn't prove where he came from and they couldn't prove that it was actually theirs. So when the money's in on a limbo like that, government doesn't take it. And is that kind of what even you in Mexico? Is that what you expected would happen all along? He'd get away. Of course. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> Amlo is Amlo is on his side now. I mean, he's won Amlo fair and square. I'll give you <laughs> these many these many politicians. You give me freedom. That's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. There's, well, there's lots of I mean, it's just corruption everywhere, as we discussed last time. So it is corruption. So what about should we get into these uh, these Jewish weddings you've been minister? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Such a, such a change of subject. <laughs> We've got a lot. Well, we have a we lot of Jewish friends. Weed, we go from weed to corruption to now let's think about Jewish weddings. <laughs> I mean, it's all kind of tied together. You Man, you guys are you. You ought to be comedians. I, I started. You have a career in comedy. Yeah, man. You ought to be. You could be a comedian, Turner. I could be a comedian. People tell me <laughs> yeah. that. I'm gonna try it out one day. You could stand up. Uh, you have I what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Kaplan, I'm, I'm gonna let you take the reins here because we've seen online that Minister Marco has been. Um, outside of celebrity weddings, or maybe these are celebrity Jewish weddings, but he's been doing Jewish weddings as well. Kaplan, go ahead. Yeah. Do you, I mean, are you well-versed in the, like how, how Jewish are these weddings? I guess is my first question. Like, well, a hundred percent Jewish. Yeah. Listen, let me tell yeah. let me put it this way. Uh, I had to learn Hebrew in oh. order for me to perform these weddings. And, and every time I finish my, my Jewish weddings, let me, first of all, let me tell you why I do with Jewish weddings. Yeah. In Cabo, there used to be a rabbi a long time ago. And as you know, obviously, you cannot marry another uh, faith within the Jewish community. It has to be a Jewish-Jewish. But somehow, a lot of people get, were getting interfaith weddings where one guy is Catholic, she's Jewish, he's Jewish, they're Christian, or they're mm. other different faiths. Going faith. to hell. So, exactly. So, <laughs> I can so already the see the kids eating bacon. I know. So the rabbis, the rabbi that was here, he didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. That's when I was getting called a lot. Like, yes. hey, guys, Marco, we have this couple. He's Jewish. She's Catholic, but they want to have interfaith weddings. What can you do? So that's when I went to study everything about the Jewish weddings. And I learned every single ritual in Hebrew. And I learned everything there is to know about the Jewish weddings. Some of my Jewish couples that I've married in the past, they say, you speak better Hebrew than I, than I do. And I've been going to Sunday school for the longest time. How did you, you learn did you? Hebrew? Um, I have friends from Israel who helped me perfect uh, the, the pronunciation. I, I know how to read it. Yes. <laughs> well, of course, because Mexicans uh, use it a lot. So for a oh, Mexican to speak Hebrew, it's very simple. Look at that. Very right? simple. And you guys do the whole, like, the circling thing? Do these people do that? I, do, yeah. I'll tell you. The, with this, the listen, the seven circles around the, the seven groom circles, of the yep. Yeah, there he goes. That's and it. not only that, uh, 
Kaplan, you've probably seen Jewish weddings, real, real Jewish weddings. I've been in one. I'm married. Yes. Kaplan's well, had a Jewish wedding. <laughs> well, listen, 90% of the rabbis don't explain the meaning of the hoopah. They don't know anything. Uh, Not like Minister Marco. I explain, I explain the meaning of the hoopah of each element. Every single pillar of the hoopah of the four pillars has a meaning. The ceiling, the, the ground. It has a meaning when it comes to weddings, and not everybody explains it. And I explain it. You definitely it know it better than I do. At this point. <laughs> Wait, let's. This is good. This is good. Kaplan. I'm going to ask Kaplan first. Kaplan, try to remember because I don't know what is a hoopa. Kaplan. Well, hoopa is the is the un, the covering at every Jewish wedding. There's that like it's like this four ends as and it's like almost like a tent kind of like you have it's to like be a under canopy. it. A canopy, yeah. But I don't remember what it symbolizes or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Is it like a house? What does it symbolize? It's a well, listen, Marco I, for the steel. I just, yeah. I'll just give you, I'll just give you two meanings. Okay. Okay. Um, the first pillar represents love. Okay. The second pillar represents faith. The third pillar represents uh, wisdom. Hmm. Okay. Kaplan, wait, 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 Kaplan. What's the fourth faith. pillar, Kaplan? <laughs> wait, faith, family. No, nah. the, the Bible, the, the Bible, Sixers. the Torah, the, the Torah. Listen, listen, Baruchata inahava. Ah, but bless you. Did you say the Bible? Baruchata in Britat. I, he's just speaking mumble jumble now. He's making up words. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It is true. I'm, I'm speaking it, and people who watch this, uh, I mean, this, this is video, embarrassing. Well, can I? No. I'm going to renew my vows. You've or, this is like a great audition. I wanted to renew my vows with my wife Randy in Mexico this whole time. Let's do We're it. We're hiring you to do it. <laughs> Come by, man. I'll do it. And listen. Uh, okay. Then after you do the seven, uh, after the the bride does the seven circles around the groom, I explain the meaning of getting married under hoopah. Then we do the blessing of the wine. Then we do the vows. Then we do the rings. And then we do the sheba brahat, which is the seven. The seven blessings of the wedding, and I do, do it that. in Hebrew, my friend. Like, and, you, and, and the seven circles thing—it's like a lot of these Jewish weddings. They the man does it too because they want to be like liberal. Exactly, they want to do it. They want to do <laughs> but, it. Uh, but we did. I just, think we did that. I think we did half and half. I don't remember. But it's like I, a circle. I, do, I always like to couples to do one and then one back. So I she does one that. and he does another one. That way you have, uh, you know, you're the same. You're not just letting your I mean, wife be the one. You know, when we were getting married, we were looking. We didn't have a rabbi. We had this problem because my wife's family didn't have a synagogue at the time. And I was okay. I was looking all over between synagogues. For, we were between they were between synagogues. That's how it works. It's like a, if it didn't pay the fee, you don't have a rabbi. And we, we we got recommended this guy. He was like the best young rabbi in Boston. It was like every Jewish mom wanted to like stoop this guy. It was like <laughs> Rabbi McDreamy. I called him. He was doing all this like new age stuff. I was oh like, no, God. no, no, I don't want this guy. And we've, I want, I found a guy with a beard and he had some good jokes. So I liked him, but <laughs> I could see it. You, you've got jokes. You've got it down. You're definitely, he's been on know, Netflix. It, oh, and I make <laughs> a lot of jokes in my wedding, man. I, mean, I saw you, know, you got a standing ovation recently at one of these weddings. Yeah. My last, my last wedding was at the Cape, which is one of the biggest resorts in town. One of the hippest, one of the coolest resorts in town. And as I was walking down, 120 people, man. They just got up and like got a, a, a standing ovation from from the guest. And I was like, "Thank you. That's my time for now. My name is <laughs> <That's Mr>. Mark." <my> <laughs> they give you the light. In the back. Yeah, they, that was the light for me. That was the end of it.
Turner would yeah. want to would want to be upstaged at his wedding by a comedic. No, uh, you don't. You don't give a speech at your own wedding. I That's wouldn't want to be upstaged where I'm best man at a wedding. That's, That's a good point. Me. You're right. If you're yeah. best man, you don't want the rabbi or the minister to be funny because you got to give that. You got to bring the house down. Not funnier than you. At your own wedding. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you, the best weddings that I do are Jewish because they do get comedy. They get it. Yes. Yes. They get it. And I'll tell you, and that's my my weddings, my Jewish weddings are more like a stand up uh, act. That's because great. I do crazy stuff, man. I do stuff nobody does. For example, um, right in the middle of the ceremony, right before the vows, when everything is so tense, it's all. So quiet. <laughs> I come up with crazy shit like, okay, well, now we have a surprise for you guys. You didn't know this. I was just requested this last minute. But we have someone here who's very talented and wrote a poem for you guys. And this person is so good at singing that this poem was turned into a song. And it's going to be sung a cappella, which is one of the toughest things to do. And I just throw in the, the best man. He doesn't know he's coming. And I go, well, let's give a big round of applause to the best man. And the best man doesn't know what he's doing. So he's, <laughs> he's you know, he's Frozen, shitting bricks. Right shitting there. his pants. Yeah. And, and the faces he makes are fantastic. Ah. Everybody's just laughing at the reaction. And of course, no one knows this but me. That's <laughs> the amazing. bride and the groom don't know that. So I do crazy stuff like that to, to break in, you know, to loosen up the, the moment. Well, I got a good nice. idea for next one. Next wedding, you go, everybody, look under your chairs, and then there's know. a joint. You put a joint under every <laughs> single person's yeah, chair. Yeah, you can, bring, no, you you can know make what? it a club. I did that. I did that once. I said, everybody, there's a special price. And you're not Jewish. They will go for anything for money. So, <laughs> Yes, I do. No, and, and tell you what. People started looking under the chairs, and I said, well, I was just joking. We needed those chairs clean from the bottom because they were very dirty. Thank you, guys. So, <laughs> Minister Marcos, marijuana. <laughs> oh my gosh, Minister Marcos. You Marco. guys, do you, you know, I was gonna. Sorry, last thing is that in New York, it's very hard because there's like different rules for like dancing, the horror and everything. So we come down to you guys. Everyone should just go to Mexico for weddings. I'm trying to say they should come to you. You know what? They right took now. me to New York. Yeah. They took oh. me to New York to do a Ooh. wedding, a Jewish wedding. Recently, they uh, about five years ago, and I did oh, it at. I I did it at the Essex House, uh, W Merritt. Yeah. Right in nice front place. of Central Park. Yeah, beautiful. I bet they and had they little flew, hot dogs there. No, they flew nope. me there because <laughs> they couldn't find a, uh, a rabbi or a minister who spoke uh, Hebrew, Spanish, and English. Look and at so that. Here, here comes Minister Marco. And I did a wedding there because of that. That's a great combo. Minister yeah, Marco, and, and everybody. I, and I ended up doing comedy up there with you guys. That's it. <laughs> and you got to do it when you come back, too. Um, I will. That's the episode, everybody. Thank you so much, Mr. Marco. Weed is marijuana is now legal in Mexico, but nothing changes. That's what we learned today. That's what we learned. Nothing it's changes. Gonna be the same. Also, if you, go to Cabo San Lu- if you go to Cabo I- San Lucas, look up Minister Marco. Get married. Renew your vows with Minister Marco. Kaplan, that's, that's it. What should we and do? My daughter. I mean, and my daughter seven when 20 years from now, when she's allowed to get married, 30, coming to you. We're coming down to Mexico. And in the meantime, got it. let's get lost. Get lost.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.